Welcome to Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, episode five. Uh, Bubba, we started this, and and you know we've gone through quite a few topics. I mean, we we've talked man-made global warming. Uh, we've done a profile on one of the, the members of the program. We have talked about alien abductions. We we've talked about bizarre missing people. And today we kind of we kind of stay on this trend. I'm not trying to say that Adler fits in with these other topics, but when we did a profile, we did pick Adler while we're on this run here. <laughs> and, uh, and so today we will take on another huge legend. You and I have talked about legends on the show for years, and that's why we love the podcast. Get to unpack it today. We go Bigfoot. Rick, we have a gentleman with us today. He is one of the foremost authorities on the subject in the country. To a point that his nickname is Bigfoot Bob. Bigfoot Bob, better known as Alex Bob Ulinski, right? Yes, uh, yes. Alex, welcome to Rick and Bob University. Hey, it's an honor to be here, guys. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for taking time to come in. Now, the way that we learned about you was kind of strange. You want to recap that quickly, yeah. Rick? Do you know how I found out about you, Alex? Yeah, if you want to go ahead and... Yeah, so I have a friend. I have a friend. I have a friend who leases hunting land. Uh, which undoubtedly you have deemed to be, you know, also loved by possible Bigfoot Bigfoot creatures. Yep. So he went out to to check his game cameras and found one of your cameras that you had accidentally left behind on his property. So when he picked it up and began to listen to the recordings, he heard recordings of you on the hunting land that they lease looking for Bigfoot. And when you talked to him on the phone, you told him, "Look, I apologize for what happened," uh, and they were more concerned about your, you know, your safety yeah. uh, than than anything than being upset about you being on the property. But you said you they mean trespassing because yeah. that what you're trying. To well, say. Be, better known, Bob is trespassing, but <laughs> but the uh, you know you know you get walking around there, you don't know where the lines begin and end. But yeah, but they clarified that you were on the land that they were leasing, and he said he was shocked, and then passed along your contact information to me. To hear from you that he needed to be aware that where they hunt, there seems to be evidence, in your opinion, and the things that you know, of, of Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you call it. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny. He thought that I was a, a poacher or something on his land. And when he was listening to the recordings, he said he heard me talking about a Bigfoot Bob and the Tanny Hill Wild Man. And so he kind of was like, oh, well, what's, what's this? And then the game warden... Uh, apparently had looked into my stuff as well. And then, you know, I talked to both of them, and they were both really nice. And, you know, he said I can come back as long as he just wants me to stay out during hunting season. Uh, so it, Was it an audio recording? Yeah, you were you were using your camera to walk through there and say, here's some stuff, and then you, you left it. So when he picked it up, he realized it was a recording device. Oh, okay. And he heard you doing your report. Do you walk- left your stuff in the woods? It was a game camera on a, oh. on a tree that I would left. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, generally I'll film on, I have a Sony handy cam that I'll film on that I film all my little expeditions on. And, uh, and then I have a few game cameras and tape recorders that I use as well. So, so, so they found what you'd left behind and that's okay. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that you we're, could we're use We're trying ga- to color in the, the lines. Here. Well, I didn't know you could use game cameras for you to be on there talking audio and all that. Yeah. I mean, that I, I didn't even know that option was available. Yeah. The one that I, I have one that uh, records video, audio and and, uh, and it's probably cool. long as you do it in 10, 20, or 30 seconds. Yeah, right. yeah, it's real short clips. <laughs> so he was like trying to listen to all these clips, and he heard me talking about being out there at night, and he right. was like, this guy's poaching my land at night and stuff. And I was like, no, no. Like, no, it's not know. trespassing. It's just science. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Bob, how did you get started in 
Bigfoot. Well, so ever since I was a kid, I've always been interested in the unknown, the paranormal, Bigfoot, kind of uh, always been an enthusiast about it. Uh, as I got older, I got more serious about the investigation side of it, um, specifically like after my mom passed away in 2012, uh, I kind of wanted to find something, you know, to fill that void. And so this was just became a huge passion of mine. Uh, when I graduated high school in 2009, I actually set out, uh, everyone else was going to college. I actually set out to the woods for about five months and uh, went hiking with my friend. We went backpacking all up and down the Appalachian Trail. And I actually completed a full through hike of the Appalachian Trail in 2014. That's a pretty long haul, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It t- took about five and a half months to complete uh, from Maine to Georgia. And so while out there, I actually had an encounter with something. Uh, this was in 2013 when a friend and, and me were camping in uh, Blood Mountain, Georgia. Mm. And we were in our tent. Uh, we're at the base of Blood Mountain, and we start hearing this thing walking around our tent, and the ground started, like, vibrating when it would step. So whatever this was was huge, and it was, like, grunting. So my first thought was a bear uh, with the grunting, but, you know, whatever it was was extremely large, and I tried to peer out of the tent to see what it was, but I never could see, I never saw anything. So, you know, I started making some noise, trying to let it know that we were there, and it actually just walked away and left us alone. But it was kind of an intense, you know, moment that night. But you didn't see anything. I didn't see it. All I, I could feel feel the vibrations of its steps, and I could hear it, you know, grunting and walking around the tent. And I'm sitting there trying to peek out of the tent, but I didn't see anything. So, so Bigfoot Bob, let me ask you this: uh, There's so many sightings, and the legends have gone on. And we have what I think is still one of the, the best pieces of evidence if I was presenting the case in the Patterson film. Mm-hmm. But why are we not getting more evidence or a hard piece of evidence we can hang our hat on like a, a dead body or like a better video or someone capture one of them or we got the woods are full of hunters. I mean, they saw you. So why don't they see the Bigfoots? Yeah, there's a lot of speculation about that. You know, in my opinion, uh, if these things are out there and have been out there as long as they have, you know, that's their territory and their home. They're very well accustomed to the woods. When we get out of our car, we slam our car doors, you know, we get on all our gear and everything and we hike out there. They're going to know that we're coming. You know, we might not even be thinking about it. They're going to be watching us, though, I think. Um some people also speculate that there's like government cover-ups and things like that or cover-ups by like the uh, logging industry because if it came out that these things were out there, then the logging industry would be completely shut down. So that's one theory that I've heard about why we don't hear about a body. Because, you know, there are people that have supposedly found things like that and then the story is that they someone came and took it away, like the government or men in black, things like that. Um but, you know, with some people ask, too, why we haven't caught anything on a game camera. Uh, there is some footage out there and footage like, like the Patterson footage mm-hmm. and, and other footage like that. Um, but, you know, if I came into your house and left a camera or just left something in your house, you're probably going to notice it. Uh, if they are out there, they probably are very aware of what their surroundings are. And if something new shows up, a new scent or something new shows up in the woods, they're going to 
find it and avoid it probably how big a population do you think i mean you you think there's more than one obviously right i mean a breeding population so it gets kind of weird because you have the flesh and blood side where you know it's a flesh and blood creature and then you have the our dimension i would say yeah. yeah or you have a supernatural side where it's something like maybe a spirit or some type of elemental or nature Interdimensional Entity. travel, yeah, type, yeah. I guess so. Really, I, I, see, I see your columns. Yeah, I, and I was going to ask you about that because yeah, I've heard both. And I try to stay open minded to all the possibilities as an investigator, like because I don't want to limit anything. And I've had some strange experiences in the woods with like strange lights and things like that that made me think that there was something either supernatural or something that we haven't discovered yet out in the woods. Um, so. I don't know. Some people think that they travel in little clans and little packs. Um, one instance of this that I can talk about is like in the Talladega National Forest, there's this one spot that I go to. When you're entering in, usually you'll hear a single wood knock, which is something people believe they do as like either a warning, mm-hmm. like that you're entering the area. Um, it could even be used to lead animals in a certain direction, things like that for hunting. But I'll hear a wood knock when I go in, and I'll hear one when I'm coming out. And some people have talked about how they have sentries or, you know, there'll be a Bigfoot over here watching you come in and letting the other ones know just a single knock. And the average person might not even realize that's what that sound was or so. Now, Bob, I've got to ask this because I know everybody listening is hearing this, and they're they're going, okay, alcohol— uh, the devil's lettuce, any of that involved in any of this? I mean, when you're out there, or y'all, I mean, y'all are not to do anything that would would alter your ability to sense this, right? No, uh, stone so, stone cold sober. Uh, a lot of you'll be surprised when you get into the Bigfoot community. A lot of the people who investigated, a lot of the people who have had sightings. Uh, we have police officers, you know, veterans, uh, preachers. Like, just normal people. Right. I mean, and I have met some, you know, some some weird people and everything, but generally it's just normal guys. I think, too, one of the things that makes them hard, that would be hard to identify, because we do have a lot of bears. We do have, and and they're more prevalent now than ever, even with, uh, you know, us building more into the the wooded areas. and if you if you're on a dirt road and you see a bear crossing the road, which a lot of people have seen, that's in the glimpse of a headlight. That's hard to distinguish. I mean, you, you would be easy to confuse that for a bear or just see a bear think you're seeing something else. No, absolutely. And there is footage out there of bears walking on their hind legs. Right. Uh, I've seen you know when I've been out in the woods, I've seen bears stand up. Um, just like me, you know, stand up and look at me, and then we both ran right. opposite directions. A lot of them can ride bikes with a little training. Well, they really <laughs> get on yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and it's just what we're talking about. And, and there are two things. There's mm-hmm. there's what we call, Bubba says, the, you know, in, in our dimension, and that means we're talking about some sort of animal that doesn't have a lot of numbers. Yeah. Okay. So because it, it would be just like a bear, right? Just because, a, a higher level bear, maybe. But, because we have animals that are very skittish about people. But we still end up seeing them because their numbers are so big. Yep. So we'd have to say skittish animal, highly intelligent animal, uh, something in between, but is also very adapted animal. Very adapted, yeah. but doesn't doesn't want anything to do with human beings. Because I know that when you and I, Bubba, went hunting deer, there was the deer 
behavior, but they have some curiosity, which usually doesn't bode well right, for them. Right. But then when you and I experienced a nail guy, we were told that it's two different experiences. Mm-hmm. The nail guy, the minute it sees a truck, the minute it sees human beings, it is going to start running as hard as it can go. Massive. So there's never a nail guy that just walks up by you because <laughs> that's not the kind of animal that they are. Yeah. So we do see the different stuff. So if it is flesh and blood, then that means there's not many of them. Uh, they are extremely cautious. They must be able to see extremely well. They must be able to smell extremely well uh, and to be able to hide because we, we, on one hand, we say they're gigantic, they're huge. Yeah. But on the other hand, we have a difficult time seeing them. Uh, so I guess we go to Bubba, what Bubba and I call the ultimate, and that is the Patterson film. Mm-hmm. If the Patterson film is legit, then there is a creature like this mm-hmm. because we captured it. Where are you on the Patterson film? And Because and, I, I wonder, are there people that believe that Bigfoot exists, but they still think the Patterson film was a fake? Or if you believe in Bigfoot, do you have to believe the Patterson film is accurate? So you definitely, you know, you don't have to believe it's accurate. And I've had uh, a lot of my fellow colleagues even say, you know, they don't have like an opinion on whether it's real or fake. They're just not, you know, they're open-minded to it, but they're just not sure. But one thing that I found to be fascinating about that whole story was even Patterson, you know, on his deathbed, he never confessed to it being a fake or anything like that. Uh, there was something that came out about uh, there being a costume involved or someone who made Hollywood costumes, and that turned out to be a fake story as well. Uh, and then Bob Gimlin, you know, he still to this day talks about it and goes to events, and he actually says it kind of you know ruined his life in a way because then after that film, his life became all about Bigfoot. Well, if you, I, I saw some people who have tried to break this down six ways to Sunday. Oh, yeah. And to me, some of the best evidence, uh, two points that they made, if you look at a Hollywood film where they had the best costumes they could design at the time, they look ridiculous compared to this thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, true. The other thing is the original footage is so bouncy and so difficult to watch if you were going to fake something, you at least want to get a good picture of it. Right. It really was so difficult to watch. You couldn't see it until we used stabilization techniques that have only come along in the last 15 years or so, and it was actually the military that developed that. So we, the, the video we see now is not the way it was shot originally in that it's much easier to see now than it was. So to me, that, that says if you were going to fake something, you would have at least made it so we could see what it was to be scared of it. So, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know that that's Bigfoot, but that is a that is a strange uh, piece of footage. And you know, it's been broken down the gait of the steps, how they walk, how the posture is, and it's just it doesn't match up with a lot of human characteristics. And if someone has, was faking it, uh, it has breasts as well, which yeah. a lot of people point out. Which you know, why would they add yeah. that to the costume? I'm not really sure, but. So if you if you believe that these creatures exist, and we and we were just showing if you have watching it on the YouTube, that we showed you this, so they would say that would be a female, or are they just saying it could be a male? And, and just like gorillas and stuff, some of them have really big chest, even males. Most people refer to her as Patty. So okay, so they, they people do, who believe think this is a, a female. Yeah, most people believe it's a female, and uh, yeah, they call it Patty. But so. but let me let me play devil's advocate again just on the numbers. 
This was what in the fifties when they recorded this or caught this. Uh, I believe it was in the sixties. Uh, okay. The, there's so many more cameras now than they were like game cameras. We've got infrared stuff which would see these creatures in the woods even at night when we're out looking for you know people that get lost or whatever. I'm just I just can't figure out why we haven't had more of those type footage that are that good. Now we've had some that are hard to explain. Yeah, we and have I some give that, you we've that, had some others that are that are strange, not as strange. good as that, right? But you, you see something, but you see a lot of them. You know, fake. And yeah. people are trying, and that that kind of muddies the water water for trying to really get to the bottom of this. If there is a, a creature out there that, what most people consider the missing link, it would be somewhere between ape and man. Well, let me ask you this because I know uh, Bigfoot Bob. For you, I think Bob makes a point. Do you wish you could just have one big announcement? If you're somebody who keeps faking this kind of stuff, please stop. Because every time that we confirm, <laughs> you're killing us. Every time you confirm we fake something, now that really makes it difficult for those that are really trying to just have an open mind and say, I want to go explore and see what I can find. The fakes do hurt. No, it definitely does, and it sets us back. Uh, you know, it makes the people who take it seriously not look as professional. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, anyone who does fake, like, I don't – I guess they're trying to become famous or something like that. They don't actually have the passion that a lot of us uh, serious researchers do have when it comes to investigating these these claims and this this creature being whatever they are well bigfoot bob let me ask you this what what, since you you research this and you you follow this probably a lot closer than most people that only see bigfoot in the headlines what are some facts you have learned that you think most people don't know about do they do this or they do that and we'll go oh i didn't know they did that yeah because we hear people say things like they're carnivores Mm -hmm. uh how do we know that? And then, like Bubba said, any any other things that you think you've seen enough of that y'all think these are things that reoccur? Because I will say this for you. Even though I hunt, my hunting experience is still, compared to the kind of time you've spent in the outdoors and deep into the woods, yours is much superior to mine yeah. because we usually hunt the areas that we know. We come into a blind. We're trying not to disrupt everything, so we kind of ease into the environment then ease back out. Sometimes in the off-season, we spend some time trying to find new places and looking for sign. But really, even though I love the outdoors, you spent hours and hours and hours deep in in wooded areas all over the country. So so tell us some of the things you've discovered. Yeah, so some things that people might not know about, uh, like the strange vocalizations that I've personally heard uh, that almost sounds like some type of native language or something like that that will be coming from the woods. Uh, some people refer to it as the samurai chatter, which comes from this guy Ron Moorhead recorded these sounds in the Sierra Mountains in California, and it's like these deep frequencies that they make. Uh, and I actually heard it in that spot that your friend, you know, found my camera, and I've mm-hmm. heard these voices, uh, mm. and it'll be like really deep frequencies and these really high pitched, like squeals and just weird like voices and to what people say it sounds like is some type of native language. Um, And with that, like what I found fascinating, some people say that the Bigfoot can produce an infrasound, which is something similar that tigers can do and and other predators. They can release this low frequency that can confuse you, can make you feel fear, things like that, used for like hunting. Like a male lion when they say... He, he has this low rumble he yeah. does, and they say you can hear it for miles. 
Yeah. Uh, or, uh, because he's trying to say this is my territory. And some people believe that the Bigfoot can do that as well. And there has been times where I've been out in the woods where all of a sudden I felt confused or I got mixed up and I felt this sort of fear come over me. So I'm not sure if that was from something that they were doing to me or just my mind playing tricks on me in the woods. Um, Most people know about the possibility that they build these sort of tree structures and bend the trees in certain ways and things like that which no one can really prove that that was done by Bigfoot. But what I do is I try to document those because there have been some really strange ones that I've found, and I'll go back a week later and it'll be gone. and It'll just disappear. So I always thought that was kind of strange. And finding these strange symbols on the ground, similar to like something out of Blair Witch or something. And I'll be like, I'll be like, this is weird. I need to document this because it just seems unnatural. Um, But yeah, so things like that. Uh, sometimes you'll hear rocks clacking together, rocks being thrown at you, uh, branches being snapped. Like one time in Talladega National Forest, I was out, uh, I was camping by myself. It was about 3 in the morning, 3 or 4 in the morning. It was like lightly raining outside, and then all of a sudden I started hearing something snapping big branches in half, and I've got audio of that, um, just something snapping branches in half, and uh, trying, I think it was maybe trying to, I don't know what it was doing, honestly. Trying do, to, do you know, and I'm, I, I don't mean to, uh, you know, talk down to you, but I, you, I, I'm assuming the answer is yes. Do you know other wildlife well enough? Because I've, you know, been hunting before and I've heard like a large deer break, break if it gets spooked. Yeah. yeah. Because then it doesn't care about being quiet. It's just trying to get away and it'll knock through an area. You know that you've heard that sound before. Yeah, I've heard that, and that, you know, you ne- that's the thing. You never really know. I mean, it could have been that. Mm-hmm. That's why what I'm trying to do is just continue to document these things and try to get the best footage I can. If I can get footage of it happening. Yeah, we need that. Because, like you said, I mean, it could have been something else. I mean, there's also, you know, bears in that area, things like that. So, you know, all that I can do is continue to try. But the vocalizations were really strange to me because of the deep, like, voice frequencies that i was hearing doesn't sound like coyotes when they get in a frenzy or anything like that no it sounded like yeah it sounded like low low voices saying something i couldn't understand what they were saying though it was saying like it like it almost was i know you said some kind of language you're yeah you're going beyond a language that just they would understand it almost sounded like a human being speaking a foreign language it did but it was such a low odd voice and mixed with these high-pitched voices and squeals which didn't sound like coyote to me, but you know I'll have to send you guys the clip of that, and uh, I'll let you guys be the judge of yeah, you know that. Okay. Uh, do you think they're dangerous? Would they hurt a human? A lot of people, you know, there's people that do say they're dangerous. There's people that have claimed to have been attacked by them or had them attack their RVs or attack their tent. Um, I've never had any issues. You know, I had the that night where the branches were being snapped. Mm-hmm. I had what seemed like rocks being thrown at me but never been hit by a rock or never had any sort of aggression. Uh, One night we were out and I was filming on my camera and this was kind of a strange electronic malfunction that happened, but all of a sudden my camera shut off and something big just starts bolting through the woods right beside us, but it was running away from us, not toward us. Uh, And once again, I don't know if it was some other animal and it just happened to be a coincidence my camera shut off. Some people do talk about electronic malfunctions when you're around Bigfoot. 
Uh, but I've never had any issues with aggression from them, but people do talk about that. What about uh, on some of the, the Bigfoot specials I've seen, they claim that they may be more active or attracted to females who are in the woods, especially, say, during their menstruation time, that, yep. that they have seen higher occurrence of strange things. Any, do you Anything to that? I'd say definitely. Uh, and there's a group uh, that I really like that, they're some of my friends. They're from Minnesota called the She-Squatchers. They actually started a group, all-female group, based on, you know, investigating mm-hmm. uh, with just females. And I definitely think there's something to that. You know, the natives had a lot of legends about these things as well. And in a lot of those legends, there's some where they would uh, even say that they carried a basket on their back and would throw women and children into the basket and, and you know, mate with them and things like that. Uh, in this area specifically, we have several legends like the Shampe and the the Lofa, uh, the stone giants and stone men. Uh, so, you know, you have legends of these things dating back to the native times. Uh, sometimes they would refer to them as like a man flayer, man skinner, like that they were violent. Um, one interesting thing at the one area I go to, my wife was out there and she said she was hearing this weird frequency when she was out there. Uh, so I do think there is something to, like, they're, they're having an attraction toward women. How technical do you get in your search? I mean, you, you've talked about hearing things. I know you had some equipment before, but do you do any type of long-term recordings in the woods uh, and then look at that with spectrum analyzer type stuff or uh, infrared? What, what, how far do you take the technical hunt for Bigfoot? So I do use infrared, which some people think that that can deter them. Like like uh, even coyotes can kind of learn about what infrared looks like and learn to avoid it. Um, but I still like to use that. I also or thermal. Use, that's what I was trying to say a minute ago. Yeah, I haven't still haven't uh, been able to afford a good thermal, but that's one of the next things that I'm working on getting because that's imperative to an investigation. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, I just haven't had the funds for that unfortunately but i use infrared i use just regular led lights and just basically i use myself the most just putting myself out there at night alone um off any trail just off into the woods and seeing what i encounter which a lot of people are afraid to do that or frown upon that even some people will comment on my videos and tell me you know you should have someone with you or mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing that um so using myself, going out there and seeing what happens. And then, yeah, leaving recorders out as much as possible throughout the night to see what's in the woods in those areas. Um, and then use of other cameras and things like that. Well, I know that puts you, certainly it's not good to go off in areas in case something does happen to you. But I also know the, the positive side of it, which I know is what you're talking about, just from experiences uh, on, uh, on the farm that our family has. I have had the most success hunting yeah. deer when I go by myself. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot less going on, and the deer are not near as bothered by one person coming into the That's territory. one set of sense yeah. instead of two. As opposed yeah. to here comes a whole pack of us. Yeah. Is exactly. That, is that your strategy on that? And I understand the dangerous side of it, but is that your strategy on it? Yeah, that's pretty much it because, you know, you look at shows like, you know, nothing against the TV shows. Go ahead. That, Some of this is not – I think they're. I think that's – they're trying to get a show. They're not yeah. really trying to find yeah. anything. And they go out there with a big crew and everything. And, you know, 
it's it's awesome that it is going mainstream at the same time and that a lot of people are getting into it and, and finding it. But, you know, when I go out by myself is when I've had the most, like, profound encounters and experiences, either that or with one other person. Like, I like to keep it small, even with the paranormal investigations. Like, I like to keep that as a small group as well. Um, and then a lot of times some of my craziest experiences were when I didn't have a camera on, on me at all. And back to what you were saying about how we have all these cameras and phones. Well, I know people who have had their phone in their hand, Snapchat open, and saw one of these things and were so blown away by what they were seeing, they didn't even think to pull their phone up mm -hmm. and snap a picture. It like kind of, right. in a way, shocked them and scared them right. to that point where they couldn't even like think about that at that moment. So let, let's, let's go down this road, and we can always come back to the other. So we've talked flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. If, if they exist, they are extremely wily, meaning they can see and smell, and they prefer not to be around anything they would deem dangerous. Very, very adapted to the current environment. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's the flesh and blood. Or I, I, I'd like to propose this. Let's say the Patterson film is 100% accurate, but there's so few of them, they're not around anymore. They didn't make it. They're, they're extinct. You know that that's a possibility. Why we haven't got any footage like that again? Yeah. Uh, is it, and, and then I'll get into that. But but speak to that first. Is that a possibility? Yeah, I mean definitely. Like, because you know, what if the things that I'm encountering, like you said, it's not a bigfoot. It's just other sounds, other animals, and you know, the idea. I'm excited out there trying to find these things. Maybe what I'm hearing isn't a bigfoot, or I even like to sometimes think about what if. Uh, there is like a spirit of these things or something like that. That's that where I'm going next. Yeah. That's where I'm going next. So so let's go down that road. Yeah. And first of all, I want to tell you, Bubba and I, I don't know your faith. I, I don't. Bubba and I are followers of Christ. Yeah. And we certainly believe what well, we know in our belief system, the spiritual realm is real. Now, I do want to tell you just as meeting you and because I care about you, be very, very careful when you're dealing with, with paranormal and spiritual things. We used to do a thing called 13 Working Days of Horror, and I just felt a strong conviction, and, and Bubba did too, that we needed to stop that because we were having things happen Absolutely. that we know were not of this world, and we were sending people out that maybe were new to the faith or weren't sure. You don't need to go out and take on these kind of things if you don't have a, a, a solid relationship spiritually. Protection. Protection yeah. under the authority of Christ and the one and only living God. You may not agree with us on that, but I want you to know that gravely concerns me because I do know these. I do some things are not are just people goofing off, but there is a spiritual realm that is dangerous, that is dark, that is twisted, and you need to be very careful with that. So I, I gave you that just as your new friend. Oh, I absolutely agree. But I, but let's talk about just Bigfoot. Yeah. What, what if it is a spiritual being? Well, see, there's another thing I want to bring up. Uh, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with what some people call like the little people of the forest or the fae, like a fairy type realm. Uh, when I actually started researching into the fairies and things like that, because I had an encounter in the woods with something that I would call something like that. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys that if you want to hear it. But some people talk about those things even be able to grow into monsters and grow into mm. creatures. So we're talking like sort of nature spirits or nature beings. Um, so yeah, I mean, who knows, you know, I mean, I've even had accounts at haunted locations of people claiming to see, 
a giant shadow figure that resembled a Bigfoot, things like that. Um, there's even at the Chickamauga battlefield, there's talk of this thing they call Old Green Eyes, which supposedly was uh, after the battle, they could see him walking the battlefield and everything. Yeah. And some people might even describe something like that being some sort of Bigfoot because people talk about them having the green or red eyes. And the smell. We've heard a lot about yeah. the smell. Yeah, people talk about the smell. Um, you well, know. if you wear a fur coat long enough yeah. right, without carrying it to yeah. the dry cleaners, right. what do you expect? You, you would know? expect yeah. an animal, honestly, seriously, with that much hair yeah. and lit to, and be to, to stink. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, and, you know, we've been around animals that we know, and, yeah. and you, kill, you kill them and they stink. <laughs> Even my goats, you know, I own some goats. They stink just how they are now. But <laughs> is, isn't there a unique smell, most people say, involving Bigfoot, Sasquatch? Yeah. It, it's some people call them skunk apes. Yeah, some people yeah. call them skunk apes. And it's like, from what I've I've had this smell come up on me before, and I know what skunks smell like. It doesn't smell like a skunk. Like, it almost smells, like, similar to what, a, like, a dead animal would smell like, but different. I don't know. It's hard to describe when I've I had this scent come up, and I'm like, what is that? And then it'll just go away yeah. really quick, which was always strange So, So let's me. go spiritual realm. Yeah. That would explain a lot if this is some sort of demonic creature or... You know, because we here's what we know from a biblical worldview. Now, again, you may not agree with that, but if you're dealing with angels, they're always going to identify themselves. They don't. They yeah. don't. They don't find themselves into to chaos. Anybody that says Paul Paul is just here because he loves us, that's not true. That is not of the Lord. If there's anything that's a haunting or anything like that, it's it's demonic activity trying to confuse you as appearing to be people that you may know. So they may take all kinds of forms, or this may be the form. I mean, it could be demonic creatures, correct? I mean, some people have speculated about that or even talked about, like, the Nephilim or, like, because, uh, you know, the Bible does talk about yeah. giants and things like that and sure. dragons and all kinds of stuff within the Bible. So there have been people who speculated about that. Um, I do have a few colleagues who uh, are, you know, pretty, they're like I said, preachers heavy into the Christian sure. Uh, sure. theology and everything, and they... Uh, they just think sometimes that it's just another creation of God, like maybe another type of animal mm-hmm. uh, that we just don't know about. Or something just, in between the two? You know, you have your possibly. humans, you have your angels and demons, something in between? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, they they try to put it like a point, like the, the, that's something that God created also. Um, so Well, if it's let, there. Let's go back to yeah. what you were talking about, Rick, because even in angels uh, and demons, they were created at one time, no too. No doubt, yeah. Uh, so if it is something of another dimension that has the ability to, to come into our dimension, into the physical world that we exist in now, what, what is the purpose? What's the motive, yeah. you think? What is there any reason we could see this? Because they're not confusing enough on society to cause a problem, I wouldn't say. But uh, I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about that because, you know, if these things have been here since even before, I mean, there's sightings of these things all over the right, world and right. everything. Uh, so it's it's kind of hard to say. I mean, what you mean what their motive is? Or? Yeah, yeah. What would yeah. be the motive if you were an interdimensional traveler to show up and look like a skunk ape? I mean, what what are you trying to? What's the game plan? There? You're, if you're I mean, trying to create fear, you just do it all the time. It, you yeah. Know, and if you're trying to create confusion, I guess there's some of that there. But like you, you said, not you'd to want it. to be more visual. I would think. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the thing. That's part of the big mystery about it, and one of the reasons why I 
do this, you know, is trying to find answers like that because I just don't know. I mean, you just want to know. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know something or I want to interact with them or try to figure out what their purpose is. I mean, another strange thing about them, you'll have, like, like I was saying, the strange lights and strange things in the woods and even what people would consider like UFO sightings right. in some of these areas. Uh, Talladega National Forest has had that a lot. Uh, so some people have even speculated that they do come from, you know, other places like right. the skies. Yeah, or, so so yeah. we're, we're talking about maybe a d- uh, interdimensional traveler, but not one of uh, demonic, uh, maybe a higher race of uh, creatures in our universe that uh, pop up and, and study us maybe, but it doesn't look like they're studying us. It looks like they're just trying to be left alone, stay out of the spotlight, right? Yeah. I mean, is that yeah. a fair assumption, you think, Bigfoot that's, Bob? That's what it seems like because, you know, it's not like we just go out there and, like I was saying, have interactions with these right. things. There are some like native legends of them having battles with them, or like one you know warrior will have a, a fight with one or something like that. What about reaching out? Has is there any documentation of any ever trying to communicate with humans? Yeah, I mean, there I mean, are, other uh, than people who are not high at the time, right, we've we've right. had a few of those call the show. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't but, count. Yeah, if you've just uh, you know picked your uh, your latest batch and, yeah. and had a smoke, I really can't count you as a witness. You know, it's a there are uh, there's even videos on YouTube now of people who claim to communicate with them or have uh, vocals on recordings and things like that. And like I was saying, Ron Moorhead, like they would scream back and forth with what they claimed was these things. So there is some possible documentation out there, but once again, you have people faking it. Right. Uh, so it's hard to always. Uh, that's that's well, going to always I, be I, a problem. Though. I think we can make an assumption on that yeah. if if they were more intelligent than us they would be able to communicate with us on some level right i mean they yeah. would be able to understand what we're saying and and mimic it yeah. or translate to it so just given that I, I would say if they are interdimensional travelers i don't i don't see them being of a higher intelligence maybe they do that accidentally other than getting here right other than getting here right. which yeah. we cannot duplicate right but I would think they would be able to communicate. Yes. Uh, it, I it, mean, just from a, we're going to check the boxes here. If no, we're a no, higher, we're, we ought to be able to communicate. We're here with you now trying to right. go through it, and I agree with that. Or but, wear pants. Right. You know, that's <laughs> be. I'm yeah. not coming all the way from another planet to live like a creature out in the middle of the woods hoping I can find something to eat today. Right. You right. know, you go you go back to that. And, yeah. And well, so, like when we have gone to other worlds, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use the moon as an example, uh, we were very visible. We didn't go in there with a camouflage lander, the color of the dirt. We went in there. It was white. It was silver, gold, you know, for the heating. But we left, a, you know, a plaque. We left a flag. I mean, we left a lot of evidence that we had been there. Uh, and apparently, if these creatures exist, and if they are doing that, either physical or dimensional, they're not doing that. That's not their approach for whatever reason. Or you could take the first podcast we did, you know, four one one, the hunted. Have you seen that? By Have the you way? seen that? The uh, end. Of I that? haven't seen the hunted, but I saw the first. Oh, one. Oh, you got to see the hunted. The, the, the yeah. end one. The end one is right up your alley. The yeah. very last case they look. Yeah, at. you need to really watch yeah. the hunted yeah. going out there by yourself. I mean, like today, you need to go. Yeah, see but it. what I'm saying is, could they be? Could they be the answer to people that you nobody ever finds again? Are they picking them off? 
I mean, did they play a role in all that? These these disappearances of people out hunting and out in the the great they they implied that in that they yeah some that people saw. do imply that and then there's other stories like the one where the kid went missing and he was found several days later and said that he claimed that a bear had taken care of him things like that happening right. Yeah. right so some people think that they might help you out of the woods some people think that they might try to get you lost in the woods and and as far as the, uh, what you were saying about trying to communicate with mm-hmm. people. There is uh, stories of them mimicking human voices and things like that. Like, for instance, you might uh, some people might be working out at a construction site, and you know you might scream your friend's name mm-hmm. all day, and then one day you're not there, and your friend hears you scream his name out from the woods. Mm. Almost uh, like a minor bird type. Yeah, that's been yep. something that's happened uh, in a lot of stories that i've heard in a so, lot of uh, all right so we're getting toward the end i do want to ask you tell us about this fairy thing that you said you saw in the woods okay so i was out in the woods with a friend we, we went camping one night uh talladega national forest around the high falls area and we had our, my dog with us we laid down in the tent we're just relaxing and the dog started barking so i look up and i see these two blue strobing lights uh coming toward our tent you know, we're like, what is that? And the dog's barking at it. Well, one of them flies up and lands next to our tent, and it, like, dims its light down. And I could see that it had, like, translucent, like, wing, like, butterfly-looking wings. And I could see it, like, trying to dim its light all the way down, but I could still see the blue. And I was like, there it is. And I, like, pointed at it. Well, at that moment, it, like, darted off, flew extremely fast through the forest floor, and uh, both of the two left. So we were like, what was that, some type of insect or something? And, you know, like we didn't know exactly what we were looking at. So we go and we lay back down and kind of doze off. And a couple hours later, my dog starts barking again. And we look up and there's like six or seven of these things just hovering outside the tent. Uh, Bright blue strobing lights. um, And they're just kind of hovering there. And I remember at this moment, I felt this weird like euphoria. Like I was just kind of like, it was almost like I was in a dream, but me and the other person both experienced it and remembered it the next morning. You're not morning. calling fairy dust, are you? I mean, it sounds like a bunch of tinkerbells. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're describing. That's what it – and so the next day we go home and we're researching, trying to find out if there's an insect that we didn't know about that has a blue you know, luminescence that we didn't know about. Uh, we didn't find anything. Um, but it does sound similar to like a will-o'-wisp or some type of uh, like what – you know, this type of fairy lore that you would start digging into. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there's an insect out there that we haven't discovered right. yet that, that was just, you know, that it could be that. Yeah. Yeah. But they were, it, the way that they flew and the way that they acted, it seemed like they were intelligent creatures. Uh, even stranger, I've heard other people having similar sightings of the same things out there, including red ones. And then also I heard about a legend out there of this, sort of witch that they called the fairy whisperer who lived, lived out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It got kind of, yeah, I mean. Wow. A lot of things in the woods. A lot of things in the woods. Yeah. yeah. I'm reminded of that when we go out hunting. There's some things in these this world you just can't, can't explain. explain. All right, so in closing, and, and thank you for taking time to be with us. No, thank you for having me. Do you believe that whatever, and first of all, tell me, which, which label are you more comfortable with? You a Sasquatch guy? You a Bigfoot guy, skunk ape. Um, His name's Bigfoot Bob. Right? Yeti. You know, you say Bigfoot Bob, but what do you think's the most the name that you think is the right is the one you would use? 
I like to just call Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the name it was, I use. Oh, it's Bigfoot Bob. So do you believe this creature exists? Do you think it likely doesn't exist? Or are you just saying, I have no idea, I just want to know? Personally, I do believe they exist. Um, but I do take a skeptical approach to my investigations, and I just uh, am open-minded to all the possibilities, including that they don't exist. Um, but I do personally think that they are out there. If you get some really, really good hard evidence, come back to Rick and Bubba University and share it with us. Absolutely. And for those listening that want to know more about you yeah, and yeah. what you're doing, tell them where all they can find your stuff. Oh, definitely. So Bigfoot Bob on YouTube. Uh, if you're into the paranormal, Spectral Wolf Pack Paranormal on YouTube. I also have a documentary on Amazon Prime, uh, Madhouse, a paranormal documentary. And we have a new one coming out called The Evil of Nowhere, which will be coming out later this year. Uh, you can find my website, spectralwolfpack.com, which has links to all my other sites as well. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it very much. And uh, and, and be careful on the hunting land. Thank you. Uh, yeah, your hunting season's starting up. Might yeah. want to... Stand down for a little I'm while. I'm stick to the national forest. <laughs> that's that's wise. <laughs> Professor Bussey, your closing comments on this episode of Rick and Bubba University. Well, it's good to meet Bigfoot Bob. I've heard of Bigfoot Bob, our first time to meet today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, look, we hunt. There's a lot of things out there, that uh, strange noises and, oh, yeah. and all of that. And, uh, you know, the Patterson film, and there's, a, there's one or two other films. You remember the one where the lady was at her mailbox and something got up and ran. You remember out of the bushes? And that that was a very disturbing video. Sadly, videos are so good now, and you can manipulate them in such a way you can't tell what's real and what's not. So I'm not ready to throw the gauntlet down and say they don't exist. But if we were trying to convince a jury in a court today, I'm afraid we'd be a little short of evidence. Evidence is the issue. Uh, I, again, I, I don't mean – I hate for everybody to go every time Rick and Bubba do something like this, it's the same answer. But I do think with the years that you and I have been on the air, mm-hmm. and these are very popular topics with the audience, you and I talk to people that we absolutely do not believe at all. Right. There, there's some nut jobs out there. We talk to people that were clearly playing with halluc- anything that could give them hallucinations. <laughs> right. They were – they were dealing with old Big Chief while they were having these uh, special encounters. And they saw things that they, they really thought they saw, they right. just didn't. Right. But then there's that little tiny group. And you and I have interviewed a couple of those over the years. The guy who, who said that some large creature came up to the trailer and was right outside the window. Yeah. You remember that guy? Yes, we I brought did. him in. Mm-hmm. There have been people that something happened to. Now, just like we were talking about with Bigfoot Bob, was it a bear that they just thought was, was not it? Did, you, did they just misidentify a creature? Uh, but you and I have said this a lot. The oceans are vast. Mm-hmm. The universe is vast. Mm-hmm. And not as vast, but still really vast, are our woodlands and our forests. Mm-hmm. There's a lot out there that really prefer not to be around us, and it's very difficult to get a good look at, at any of it. But we have been able to, we think. Is this just something we haven't quite been able to document? I go back to you. The Patterson film is right now. That's all we have. It, 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 I will say that that that's that is evidence. A you start right there and work your way back. I'll say this. I think Rick that as we push further into the woods, as we grow and we have urban sprawl. Um, and I'm not making a judgment, good or bad. Uh, I, I live in the suburbs, and I love it, and I like being in the woods. But I think as we get more cameras, more game cameras, more drones, more thermal imaging out there, 
the answer is going to become very clear. It, we're just not there yet. Do I believe that there are creatures living next to us based on what region we live that we think shouldn't be in our region? Yes. Uh, is, Book, is Bigfoot one of those? There just isn't enough evidence to say yes or no. But we certainly enjoy continuing to discuss it. And folks like Big Bo- Bigfoot Bob that are out there trying to get us that evidence that we're looking for. And you know what? He's willing to sleep in the woods and not be terrified. I am not willing to sleep in the woods <laughs> as much as him. So I hope he'll come back with the evidence so we don't have to go get it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Thanks for being with us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University.